everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, three of us got together this evening and decided to just put a pod together with what's what's fresh around Liverpool. Uh, first up in Liverpool, we have Jay Reid. Jay, it's been an eternity since I've spoken to you, since my football hiatus. How are you? Very well. Good to hear your voice again once more. Um, we're nearly getting back to, to football. You're back in the in the realms of football, so it's sort of all starting to put the pieces together and things are going back to normal as such, as much as normal can be in these times. Mm, indeed. We had an interesting pre-pod there with, with fans returning to stadiums. That's just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's not the same, but 1,200 Salzburg fans sort of helped a little bit at the friendly the other night. Uh, but we'll okay. get into that. Yeah, glimmer of hope. Glimmer of hope. And in Berlin, as always, uh, Neil Patterson. How are we? Yeah, not doing too bad, Dave. Nice to have you back. Good to be on. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to having a wee chat here. Uh, did, did you notice that it wasn't even an argument over who was hosting tonight? I just, just did it because <laughs> I know fuck all. I'm not a good guest at the minute. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very lacking in football you know, current knowledge. I'm just terrible at the minute. But listen, I'll stick with you. We left the last podcast um, with basically Thiago entering the Champions League final and we expected movement after it was done and so on and so on and so on and we have pretty much radio silence we're, we're, we're as we were at the end of the last pod Neil you know Willie won't they my own opinion is I still think it's doable and mo- most likely to be done where do you stand on it yourself yeah pretty much pretty much the same as as you um if not likely to be done then, then maybe pretty much already done I think you're right there is kind of radio silence but in a, in a sense, it's almost to be expected, given that um, most of the talk came kind of in the run-up to the Champions League rather than actually during it. So since the Champions League victory and um, obviously a little celebration and probably a wee holiday, I doubt there's, you know, there's not really much to announce until the player's ready to, to kind of come back. So I can I can see us doing it. And I can see it, uh, I think we are talking pre-pod and, and Jay sort of uh, alluded to it that when we're ready to do it, I think it'll be done kind of bam, bam, bam. Uh, it'll be wrapped up within kind of 24 hours type thing or 36. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I can see it happening. All, all accounts in Germany are he's definitely leaving. The Bayern um, staff have said and have said that uh, he came in and it, it, he walked around the stadium and stuff, and it looked very much like he was saying goodbye. Um, and you know, they expect that he's played his last game for Bayern. Um, Build and Sport Build both echo that and say that he's uh, played his last game for Bayern and Liverpool's the destination. And Liverpool, Christian Falk says he expects Liverpool to be back in contact, quote unquote. In, in the very soon in the coming days, um, and Der Spiegel the other day also also went with it and 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 just said that he's he's played his last game for for Bayern and that he's going to Liverpool and to Klopp in those words. So it's it, it, it seems that way. Romano's come out again today and, and said he expects Liverpool to be to be back uh, or Liverpool will be back in contact soon. Quote. Um, and we're all operating under the um, under the assumption, given the information that personal terms, etc., have all been fully organised and completed. 
So, yeah, there are no links to any other clubs. And given that um, given that Bayern are consistent, have been consistent on message the whole time about this, it seems to me very likely that he is going to come to Liverpool, and we're going to get it wrapped up this summer. No, and and you know he was he was very good in the Champions League. To be honest with you, I I was very very impressed with him, Neil. Um, and I think as well, you know, obviously Bayern finished their season, but they're see, you know, unlike ourselves, you know. First of all, we congratulate Bayern for winning the Champions League, but don't get too comfortable. You've only got it for 10 months. We're coming back to get it. Uh, that's, that's as far as my congratulatory. It's uh, our trophy. Exactly. It's fucking ours. Uh, and and you won't even have it a year because we'll have it back in 10 months. But, you know, all, all joking aside, you know, he, he looked the part there, Neil. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know about yourself. Um, I, I haven't seen that much of him, but I was mightily impressed, especially the final. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a top 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 quality player. Um, he's a little he's a, he's a little bit unsung. He's because he's not that that glamorous. He's not he's not battering the goals in or or um, you know making mazy runs and, and bending in free kicks and, and stuff like that. It's so, not sounds perfect for our midfield because that's yeah. what he But but what he does have is 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 you know fabulous awareness, positional sense, tactical knowledge. His, his vision, his, uh, his technique, his ability to to um, see the pass, make the pass, link play together. He's absolutely exceptional. I mean, there are very few. We we have to remember we have a we have a fantastic midfield. We have a midfield that's managed to get us to you know 198 points in or 196 points in 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 two seasons. Um, we've we've. Um, Without, without chipping in many goals and being totally spectacular, it has to be said as well. They've been Absolutely. very functional. They've managed to to get us there, and they've managed to get us. They managed to get us the two consecutive Champions League finals. So we have a very very strong midfield. But if there there is a midfielder out there that you could if you could just pluck and drop into our squad that would make us better. And would add a lot in terms of options and cover and 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 just general kind of um, legs and freshness, the ability to rotate and and consistently have a top quality midfield on the pitch. It would be it would be Thiago. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I don't think there's that much more to to say on it. We we I think the ultimate kind of um, proof in that is that. The top managers in football, the Guardiolas, the Klops, they they rave about him. And I don't know if you heard the Wayne Rooney thing. Um, he's he basically is, is is putting you know beseeching beseeching Thiago not to sign for Liverpool because he thinks you basically sees that as 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 a guarantee that we win the we retain the the title next season. So when the when the the top kind of Players and, and 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 managers in the game speak so highly of a player and rate them so highly. Then you know you've got to you've got to sort of bow to that. Um, and I really would love to get him. It's not that we need him or anything like that, but now after all this, I would be pretty glad if we if we don't get him. But I, I really think it's happening. No, I hear you, and and, and I, I I agree with you. I, I don't see a scenario where we don't get him, Jay. Same to you, basically. I, I know that you're very much you, you want him. Were you similarly similarly impressed with him? The Barcelona game, especially, he ran the show, like, and he made it look so easy. Um, 
I've not really paid massive amounts of attention to him because I sort of catch a you're little bit of same boat as me. You know, you're same yeah. as me. I, I've, I've based it off. Yeah, I've based it more off of this sort of Champions League running, and you know, I've, I've, I certainly I've been watching him um, as opposed to Bayern. I've been watching him more than Bayern, and I do like what I see. He is a quality player. You don't play for Barcelona and Bayern Munich if you've not got a little bit in the locker. So he clearly has got talent, and he w- he would bring something different to our team. Um, like a lot of people are saying, where does he play? Who does he play for? It doesn't matter. Like. You're bringing in a world-class player. You're arguably bringing in one of the top five midfielders in world football at this moment. Arguably one of the top 20, 25 players in world football at the moment. So why wouldn't you? Like All the cry asses in the fan base going, oh, we, we've won this, we've won that. Why aren't we spending this? Why aren't we signing this? Whoever and whatever. Just bear with what we've got because we, we've done pretty well with what we've got so far. But this opportunity has arisen to sign this world-class player. It looks like, for me, it's probably done. Personally, I think it's a case of we didn't want to disrupt Bayern's Champions League campaign. However, the story has leaked that we're in for them. Um, so that was well documented. And from every media outlet that's reporting any news, it's saying personal terms and agreed and done. It's just a case of agreeing a fee, which it may or may not be. But again, I think that's probably done as well. Um, would, would you agree with me? You know, look, we, we know how we do business in, in, in this new age, basically, and, and, and you know, uh, of club and so on. And, you know, th- there's just radio silence. There's not even links to anybody for us anymore. Um, we'll, we'll get on to, to, to the big story here in a minute. But, you know, all quiet. No, 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 no sound is, is, is music to my ears at the minute because, you know, something's cooking. No sound is good sound. In, in terms of Liverpool and I think if you maybe look at five, six, seven years ago when the whole transfer committee stories were up in the air and stories were getting leaked left, right and centre We'd have been fighting with each other here in this part. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'd, have been, we'd have been arguing Tearing lumps out each other place. But now it's it's a case of we do our business in-house we do our business professionally we do it economically we do it fast and just look at like the, the Fabinho deal last year, the year before was it he comes in, he's announced that we'll link with him at 8pm by 9.30 there he is, Liverpool share presented done, the same with Simicast the last last deal that we've done in the last 10, 15 days, whatever Jamal Lewis was the big story potentially a smokescreen if you believe it or not but Simicast was apparently our first target that was all done it was just on hold for the fact that Olympiacos was still competing in the, champion, in the Europa League with Wolves as soon as the Simicast deal breaks that we're interested, 48 hours later, medical done, bang, there he is. And I think that's what what it is with Thiago. We've probably got everything done behind the scenes because you've not heard any creditable journalist that's very close to the club apart from Mel Reddy come out and say, yes, we are interested. So they've not quashed the rumour. And I think the fact that Bayern have won the Champions League, we've let them do that. We've let Thiago and Bayern have their moments. He's probably having a week's already, maybe 10 days, probably mid to end of next week. He's actually back and available to, to get involved in football. It'll probably be bish, bash, bosh. It'll be done within 24, 48 hours yeah, from because Liverpool it's worth, to be the fee to him standing there in the shirt. 
Yeah, no, but Jay, to be fair, you know, he, I, I felt it would probably be done after the Champions League final, but the more that I think about it, the lad does need a holiday. You know, they, they fin- finished their league, they had to sit for another month, basically twiddling their thumbs, keeping fit, getting get prepared. Him, getting muscles, if you look at Coutinho and Goretzka. <laughs> yeah, fuck, <laughs> Goretzka's a big boy, like, um, like but, but seriously, you know, they had to keep that momentum going to enter the Champions League. So you can maybe understand why Thiago's going maybe take a couple of ways get his head shard and then come back to the frenzy that will be signing for Liverpool yeah and like I, I only realised today when I've put the telly on and like Sky Sports and there's a fucking international friendly game tournament bollocks whatever next League weekend. of Nations yeah. yeah just international bollocks like why, just at the, at off. this time, I, I'm I'm normally a big advocate of international football, but you see at this moment in time, just fucking get the fans back in the stadium, but then worry about international football. Just just fuck international football off for now. Like the league's already squashed into an extra into a, a month less, and you've got the likes of Trent, who's not featured in our preseason for whatever reason or another. That's up for speculation. I think it's something more sinister than what the club is saying, but. He's been called up for England and he's England's best right back. If he then appears for England next weekend after maybe a week or 10 days of what we've seen as training and he gets a knock and sets himself back five, six weeks, then then that's just complete bollocks. We're, we're out, out of the pocket of our probably our, arguably our best playmaker because Southgate wants to play him against Croatia or whoever they're playing. I don't know. I don't care about international football, but I, it's bollocks that it's in, but Back to Thiago, that's when I think it, it probably will be done and dusted that he can he can come in and it's international weekend so he can probably get himself settled, slip in the back door and get himself used to the scenes, whether he's whether he's going to go to international football with Spain or not, I don't know. But at least he hasn't got the pressure of coming in and having to start. If he had signed this week, it would have been all shouts for him to play at the weekend against Arsenal where he can probably come in and slip under the radar and the league starts a couple of weeks later and he can just ease himself in and that's how probably Klopp wants to do he's not going to he might throw him in the deep end for the game or two but he's going to want to get used to how we play and get him used to how our system works anyway Jay, it could be it could be mid October late October before you see him even if he, even he signs you know look at Fabinho anybody that yeah. comes in it's it's very seldom Van Dijk and Alisson were, were the only two that have really come in and, and, and straight away um, taken the role. But listen, you're, you're talking about signing world class players, and 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 be remiss not to mention this because by the by the sounds of it, the the front runners are our biggest rivals for the league, Man City, and and it's Lionel Messi at, at Barcelona, and <laughs> I think we're, we're we're all we had a bit of chat pre pod. I think we're all on the same page. There's no fucking way in this earth he's coming anywhere near us. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a kind of mad situation going on there, and that you know if and, and I do stress if he moves because my own beliefs would be I don't see him moving really, but if he does move, it looks very likely Man City will be his destination. Your thoughts on that? First of all, personally, I don't think he will move. I think it's all a ploy that whoever the say is on the president's seat. Messi runs that club. I think it's very well known. If you don't fit Messi's ideology, player, manager, president, coach, whoever, then you don't find yourself sticking around the Barcelona for a long time. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably go on record to say that. So I think it is a it's a ploy to get the 
the current president's house. I'm not going to murder his name, but we'll call him Bart for the sake of the tape. I think it's a ploy to get him out and get whoever he probably perceives as a, a better president in. Um, but if he should go to Man City, they're probably the only club maybe with PSG who can financially afford them legally or illegally. That's um, up for debate. But I think, as we were saying pre-pod, he could go there, but does he massively improve them? Probably not. Um, as well, class as Messi is and one of the greatest of all time, one of. Um, he, he improved them in terms of he's messy, so he's going to have a bit of quality there, but they they batter teams anyway in 80% of their games, so that's when Messi would probably bulk up his figures and grab hat-tricks against Brighton or Watford or whoever else who is, is in, in the lower echelons of the league, but when push comes to shove and backs to the wall, I don't think Messi is the one you want going into war with you. And I think the game last season at home against us, he, he, he showed what he can do. But when he comes to Anfield and he was pushed for it, nah, he, he wasn't there. He wasn't up for the fight. So when when Man City really need him in the games, maybe against Liverpool, maybe against Chelsea and Manchester United next season when they're going to be crucial, I don't think he's the guy you want to go to war. He, he can do a moment of greatness, but for 90 minutes, he's... He's not a player that I'd, I wouldn't not take him, but I don't think he, he fits Liverpool. And for Man City, I, I just don't know. It, it, it He doesn't frighten me if he comes to the league because it'd be a blessing to see what he can do. But I think at 33, he comes to the Premiership. He's not lasted more than 18 months, two years anyway. No, I'm totally on board with that, Neil. You're, I know you're, you're, you're roughly the same, but if I said to you, here, Neil, I can give you Lionel Messi. Here, free transfer. He wants 200 grand a week. Come to Liverpool. He really what, He loved Anfield so much. He wants to come. Will you take him? That's, that's an interesting proposition. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, if you, if you took out all personalities and whatever, then yeah, of course. Um, on 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 that, you know, on a, on a one year contract, 18 month contract, why not? But. Um, you know, those aren't the realities, like, are they, you know? So, if he does move, it'll be interesting, because, you know, it's, it'll be fascinating, actually, if he, if he moves, because I never envisaged that he would. Um, there's been a few, uh, there's been talk of it a few times before, but it's never never really amounted to much. And I tend to agree, potentially, that this is a move to, you know, a political move to, to engineer a situation at Barcelona. Although, you know, it is all a bit mad with Koeman going there. He does seem to have been given this remit to sort of clean house a bit and be the bad cop. He's been given a short contract, as we discussed, and he's already booted Suarez by, by all accounts, and Messi's handed his request in, and there are other players, I think, that he's basically told are service to requirements. Um, so I think he's on a, a bit of a clear-out mission, and obviously getting Messi off the books would be a godsend for Barcelona in, in some ways. A million, a, a million a week, never mind all his bonuses, which they ran through them here in ESPN the other night. I was like, holy fuck, the guy's on, like, the guy's on mega, mega, mega money. Yeah, I know. I mean, that those are the reports, and I don't know the ins and outs of it and whatever, and I don't want to badmind anyone whatever, but from one perspective, you could say he's bankrupted the club. <laughs> You know? Yeah, single-handedly bankrupt Barcelona, or or certain something like seventy percent of their of their income goes on wages, which is like wow. 
you know, and the majority of that goes Messi's direction. And then you've got the likes of people like Phil Coutinho and whatnot, who, who the, and, and Dembele, who the, they don't really like and they say they don't really want. And they're, they're there bleeding them dry. Um, but, dry. Big contracts. They bought them for big transfer fees. They've never really gotten the best out of them. They've barely used them. So I think they, they you know, I think they want to actually to to probably get rid of Messi in some way because I think it would help them a lot in 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 some ways if they are on a rebuild. I think they have to start. You know, he's not going to live forever. He's he's not going to play forever. No, and and that's the thing. He's thirty three. Neil, like realistically, no matter how good he's been. We know that footballers wake up someday and they're off the edge of a cliff. And, you know, if you're talking about, you know, that's why I don't mind him going to Man City because they'll give him ridiculous money. They'll they'll give him whatever they want. Like some of the the, the deals that you were talking about there, they're throwing in three players and shit like on a hundred million. Let them let them go ahead with it because he could go off to the cliff regardless of how magnificent a player he has been. And he has been. But. You know, I've seen him for Argentina, and it's a shadow of the player that plays for Barcelona, which which leads me to question, and I don't know whether you'd agree with me, whether he can actually be Messi outside of Barcelona. Well, I mean, that, that question's there anyway, given the, the Champions League performances over the over the last few years, uh, away from home, you know, in, in the crunch matches. I don't know if Messi's. I don't know if Messi's the kind of player you can drop in any team, and he's, he's suddenly gonna he's go, he's gonna be the Messi that we saw in Barcelona, you know, in in his glory days. And whether he's dropping off the edge of a cliff quite yet or not, I'm I'm not sure. But he, you know, I, I think if, if he joins Guardiola again, and you know Pep runs him into the ground again, I, I don't think he would have more than than 18 months there. And the numbers have already. You know, quite begun to to go back to sort of human levels. Um, you know, he's not he's not outscoring goals per game anymore. In fact, he's he's more at about one and two over the last season. So, you know, that's quite for for anybody else that those are great numbers, but for for Messi, that's a significant drop off. So, you just I mean, he brings he brings an awful lot. He, he's a very very good player, but. Do you want to sign him on on a two or three year contract at a 300 400 grand a week? Who knows what? Um, personally, I if if City want to go for it, I say roll the dice. I say with Pep and Messi, you know, maybe Lightning probably won't strike twice in the same place, and it could end up being one of them where you you know you, you shouldn't go back. Um, but maybe maybe it does work out brilliantly. They have a belter season and make up the the twenty twenty points, and um, you know beat us next season off the back of Messi. Personally, I can't see it. And as I said before, if it comes down to them getting Messi and us getting Thiago, I'd, I'd be confident that we'll uh, be able to go again and and score more points than them. No, and uh, do you know something? That I can't argue with any of that. Uh, you know, as good as Messi has been, um, there's a part of me that kind of feels. You know, if he went to City, I would have a, a bit of a snigger because you know that, you know, his best days are behind him. Time waits for no man, and regardless of how good you ever were. Like, uh, you know, there's parts of the game and we haven't seen Messi ever in a position where he's had to reinvent himself. He's always been Messi. And the, the, the age thing will come into play where he doesn't have the legs anymore. He doesn't have the stamina anymore. It happens at the very, very, very top levels that he wants to be playing. And he's talking about wanting, you know, another Ballon d'Or um, to get ahead of Ronaldo and everything. And you see, just at the moment, I, 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 I can't see him getting that at City. No, I can't either because I, 
I don't think City players often really come under the microscope in 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 or come into consideration in in um, UEFA's top um, is it or the the governing bodies top uh, amongst their their top brass. I don't think they, they they really like them that much as a team. Certainly UEFA don't. I mean they tried to ban them from the Champions League, and now they've they've had it overturned. They're, they're certainly not going to no love lost. You know there, so. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just think that, um, as you say, as a quality player, he's been, yes, ban him now. To me, it smacks a little bit of de- desperation. If you, if you're going to do it, it, it's a little bit like, what can we do to bridge this gap? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go for Messi. We'll, we'll, we'll sign Messi. But it, it's, it's more something you'd expect the United to do. It's more of a Mourinho signing than Ibrahim. Uh, but, yeah, but, but, but I think that that losing to Leon, Neil, I, I think that fucking cuts deep. I think that's up. Out of all their Champions League flops, like they should have beat Leon. I'm really sorry. On paper, they should be beating Leon every time. Well, Messi probably scores at the back post where Sterling missed. Like I'll give him that. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck, I could have scored at the fucking back post where Sterling missed. But, but, that's, uh, <laughs> but no joke, joking aside, yeah, but Messi's not, you know, not won the Champions League since, what, 2015. Guardiola's not won the Champions League since he was managing Messi. 2011? So maybe that's, um, maybe that's... Um, and those silly owners of City will be all over that. Bring them back exactly. together. That's what they're going for. They've tried everything else, and this has got to be the last throw of the dice. Guardiola has not signed a new a contract extension or anything. He's nope. only there as we at, at, at this present time for for one more season. So is, is this their final throw at, at the dice of of the dice at winning this uh, Champions League? Maybe it is. Uh, it's some fucking gamble. I mean, Ferguson banned Van Persie. Got away yeah, with. Eat, eat, your, <laughs> eat, eat your heart out here. This is this is going one one step beyond. I think. Well, here, Jay, I'll, I'll bring you in this one. Uh, I'll let you answer it. Uh, given the fact of what we saw after the eight-two with with Bayern Munich and and Messi in the dressing room, everything. Do you, do you think the player actually has the stomach for European football anymore? I, mean, I think it's a valid question. <laughs> Take it back twelve months, Phil, fourteen months, and he was a broken man yeah, at Anfield, wasn't he? At Anfield, and he was a broken man the season before. That's that's what I mean. It's a recurring thing, and and you're going to a club that has just the history of the same kind of heartbreak. It doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't. Um, I don't know. I, as Neil said, it, it stinks of desperation, really, and the last roll of the dice from from City, from Messi, maybe to. But but the desperation from Messi as well. If that's yeah. if that's the, you know to one yeah. more time he wants to win the Ballon d'Or, one more time he wants to win the Champions League. Uh, City's the wrong. It's completely the wrong profile for him. Massively, I think if if he wants to win the Champions League, then probably in Europe his best shot would maybe be Juventus. But Ronaldo's there, so we ain't going to go there. Cause well, sure they're tr- they're trying to offload him because they can't fucking afford him. What the hell would they exactly. want? So he. PSG, as we said pre-pod, I think the cards all fell in their favour for this season's Champions League, so I don't think they're much of a threat. Um, you could end up with a swap for Neymar. Now, that's a possibility. They, they could do, yeah. They could do, yeah. Because apparently he wants to go back to Barca, but if Koeman's playing bad cop and clearing out of all the, 
the, the high profile names and figures is he going to want to take Neymar back knowing what Neymar is like as a player and personality that's up for debate and um, what they'd be paying him what they'd have to pay him as we said like maybe maybe Koeman's going in there clearing ranks and from what all, always led to be believed that he's got a one year deal and Xavi's lined up by the next president who Messi apparently endorses to one in to be the next gaffer in a year's time or two years time so if Cumin's going to go in, be the bad guy and clear house and let Javi go in with a clean slate and a, a sort of open checkbook of a, a lower wage bill and whatever, then then would he, would he want Neymar there to, to be rattling the cage and tossing his toys out the pram and well, doing whatever ha- Neymar ha- does? Half, half the Neymar thing was he wanted to go back to play with Messi. So wouldn't it be ironic if they swapped? <laughs> It wouldn't. I mean, like Messi, Messi could go to PSG, and we we know the French league isn't isn't the best. There's a there's a few decent teams in there, and like it, it would it would stop his his profile even more and stuff. But I think they'd always stop. PSG always suffer from that lack of competitive nature within their league when they when they come into European competition. And as I say, the, the cards fell in their favour that. They were playing one-legged ties in empty stadiums, and it, it, it worked for them. But then, when they come up against a real quality team, Bayern just shut them down and done a professional football and alphas on them. And like, where else will Messi go? It is it basically is the money men in Europe, and it's PSG or City. So I, I just I just ain't, ain't too worried about it. Had they been four or five years ago, yeah, but I don't think you're getting that Messi anymore. And I think if he come to Prem, there'd be some 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 gnarly games where he's, he gets kicked in Spain, but he would get more than kicked in England. And is he really up for that fight every week? Not Maybe not every week, but every two or three weeks, he's going to get that. He's going to get the treatment every week, wherever he goes. But can you really see him being up for the fight against some gnarly English defenders? I, I can't see it personally. No, definitely not. Well, listen. Well, we'll we'll skip on and leave Lionel Messi behind because he ain't in our future. Uh, Neil, these we had a couple of friendlies um, that took place. I didn't watch them. Quite frankly, I find friendlies soulless enough. But friendlies without <laughs> without um, crowds, no thanks. We won two 0 against Stuttgart, and was it um, what do you call the other crowd? We played two each. Um, Salzburg. Salzburg. Your thoughts on, uh, you know, it's, there's not an awful lot to say here, Neil. It's pre-season. There's nothing to be read into it. It's just getting players back up to speed again, surely. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, they're, you know, this this season, the um, pre-season is, is really condensed. So they're the only two friendlies we've had. So uh, I think they were organised really last minute as well uh, because we had to, change our training camp then we were supposed to go to France we ended up going to Austria because um, of the and then, it was, it, and then it was blacklisted when we were there when we were there yeah um, but anyway that aside it all went it all went well I mean yeah I think it was 3-0 actually against Stuttgart and um, we yeah we, we played well I mean they're, they're not a great outfit they're uh, I mean obviously they're a kind of a, a what would you say? Um, uh, a stable, a, a big club in Germany, but they've fallen on hard times, and they got relegated a couple of seasons ago. They've been in, the, they were in the um, 
um, in the equivalent of the championship for a couple of seasons, and they've just come up. Nat Phillips was there on loan, obviously helped them come up. Um, at the end of at the would, end of would you say they were the Aston Villa of Germany? Uh, well, you could you could sort of make a comparison to them, yeah, because they've, they're they're a grand old team, like a big club, but they were pretty shit for quite a while, and then they eventually went down. Um, and now they've come back up, so that's a that's a fairly good uh, comparison, actually. Um, so yeah, we we beat them quite comfortably. Um, I only saw the highlights of that game, but um, we played well. Bobby scores a good goal. Naby plays well, scores a good goal. Um, Brewster scores the third. I think it's a tap in, uh, but he's in the right place. And yeah, it was it was pretty pretty comfortable. Joe Gomez. <laughs> Ended up knocking uh, some guy into the advertising hoardings and unfortunately he broke his elbow. But obviously it was played in, uh, played in, you know, with intensity and the conditions were pretty awful. Like it was um, torrential downpour. Like um, so that made for some, um, yeah. It made it made it, the the pitch was really digging up as well. So it made for some sort of hairy moments. I know a few of my mates were. We're sort of worried about injuries and stuff, but I, I don't think we could, we picked any up in the game, which was good. And then the second game was was a bit different. Yeah, we started with the full strength side, and um, Salzburg came out of the blocks and scored a couple of good early early goals. We made a couple of poor mistakes, but this guy, what was his name? Um, Daka. 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 Yeah. Daka. Yeah, Daka. He's from Zambia. Yeah, he looks he looks really sharp, young lad. Like I think only twenty one, twenty two, something like that, and two two really sharp finishes. Like very confident. Um, yeah, but we we grew into the game. We were a bit sloppy. Fabinho was caught in the ball a couple of times, as I said earlier. Nico Williams didn't have a great great sort of forty five or sixty minutes. Um, but yeah, we grew into the game. Second half, um, scored a couple of decent goals. They their keeper made a mistake for, for Brewster's second. Brewster got both. And the second one was a lovely finish. Just blanded in from 25 yards on the volley over the keeper into the into the, in the uh, top corner. So pretty instinctive finish. And, you know, he, he's interesting because he scored three goals in, in, what, 90 minutes of football, I guess, or maybe not he, quite. Didn't he, do, he did the same in the American Tour last year and he ended up on loan. So and it's, 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 it's yeah. my next question sort of thing. But may he, well, Same thing may, may happen this year. Like he, he, he may well go on loan because you can never read too much in the, in the preseason. I personally think we'll, if Divock goes, which is looking likely that he might go to Villa, um, and I think he'll do really well for Villa, if I'm honest. Um, if Divock goes, I can see us signing another player for the for the front three. I, th- I can see us going for Saar, to be honest, and and, and doing that. Um, if Divock goes, if he doesn't, then I I don't think we'll make any moves there, and I think we'll just let Brewster go on loan. Um, I don't think we're gonna be able to give him enough football. Having said that, the schedule's pretty mad, so you never know. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him going loan. Jay, yourself, you know, I know we, we, we talk a wee bit about him there, pre-pod, very briefly. Um, but it's, it's the same old story for Ian Brewster. You know, as I say, he was excellent uh, on the American tour at the start of the, the last season there. Um, as Neil 
uh, pointed out there, three goals in probably about 90 minutes. Um, it's, a, it's a great return, but is he, is he ready, do you think? Um, there's an argument to say he is, because on his past, say, like six to eight months' worth of football at Swansea, 11 goals and 22 appearances, not to be sniffed at. Um, he's something different to what we've got now from free. He knows where the goal is. He's what I call a penalty box striker. That's where you, he comes to life. He doesn't do much else. Um, he does try and link the play and drop off a little bit, which you can tell he's sort of learning. It's like the reverse of Bobby Firmino, because Bobby Firmino yeah. doesn't give you a lot of goals, but gives you everything else, whereas Brewster gives you the goals and, and lacks everywhere else. So so there is an argument to say that off the bench, he's a great plan, plan B. He's not the, the Divock plan B, which is hit the ball up to Divock. He's a big, powerful lad, and he's got a bit of pace. He can hold it up and maybe do something with it and try that plan B. Brewster is a lot more... If you get the ball into the box, he comes alive. And his first goal against Salzburg the other day, it looked like he had slightly overran the ball, and the defender goal slash goalkeeper was going to get in, but he rifled it past him. And then the second goal was pure instinct. It would it spooned up off the back of Curtis Jones from a, from an attempted clearance by the goalie, and he sort of hit it on the volley, but it was it was quite an awkward way of. Hitting the ball, he sort of had to wrap his leg up or in the air. It was it was a smart finish by all accounts, but he he is he is dangerous in the box, and I think if he is going to go on loan, we we probably need to find him a Premiership team and Premier League team and find find out what he can do at this level. And I, I've seen tentative links towards Sheffield United in the last few days, and I think Klopp's in, impressed with what Chris Wilder is as a coach. He, He's quite. How, how could you not thinking. be really? How could you yeah, not he, be? He, he's got a, he's got an ideology, and and he, you only have to look at what he's done with. I know it's a different end of the pitch, but Dean Anderson from United, he he took him in and he's given the opportunity, and he's he's brought his career on. And if he now rightly goes on and takes the number one jersey at United, then you can't argue with that. But Sheffield United do need goals. Um, they've got a couple of strikers there who who do, do a little bit of the dirty work, but they haven't got an instinct striker, so it would make sense um, should he go there. and I, I wouldn't have any problems if he did, but quickly giving a little touch on Origi, I, I think personally his days are numbered and we, we could have cashed in on them last summer and got maximum value, but if it is to be this year, he'll go with all the well wishes of everyone for what he's done. Um, but we would need another body in and I, I think it would be It'd be good to see because he has sort of gone a little bit stale as this year's gone on. It's just a bit obvious what Divock's going to do when he comes on for us. And I think we do need a, a and, fresh, and, you know, fresh mad and fresh legs there. And you and I have, have have had many a conversation like this. You know, it depends what Origi you're you're going to get as well. So oh, there's yeah. that, there's the, you know, there, there's that unknown quantity, Jay. That you you know he can come on and be absolutely fucking brilliant, and he can just not be bothered. So. You know, look, as you say, nobody's going to wish um, any ill will towards Divock Origi. He's going to leave with the best the best way possible. But there is there, there is another way where, you know, somebody who's, if, I, if I'm critical of, of Origi, he never seemed that hungry ever. No, I think he's got to go for, him, for himself as well. Like, if, if he's going to make... He, he made a name of himself, but he's only a young lad. I think he's 23, 24. He's got the bulk of his career ahead of him. Like, 
I think this this is the time that he's got to he's got to stand on his own two feet and go and, go and do it. And whether that's at Aston Villa or somewhere else in the Premier League, or he goes abroad, like you've only got to look at Lukaku. He he done it at done it at West Brom. He done it at Everton. It didn't work out for him at Chelsea or United, but he's gone to Milan and flourished. Whether that's something that Divock looks at, where he takes a change of scene and goes to a different country, and it all works well for him. That that's a potential route. I don't know if we'll get the money from anyone abroad because the money in the English game is stupid. But I think it, we we probably do need to move him on. But we we do then need another body in the door because um, we we are a little bit lightweight up top. No, I agree with that totally, absolutely. And and if he does go, say, wish him the very, very best. But I think it's time for Divock to stand on his own two feet and be to, to be a part of a team and, and a starter for a team because he's you know he's been with on loan from us and so on. He's never really got that position for himself. But listen, Neil, I'm going to jump across because we have competitive football this weekend in the form of the Community Shield. Yawn. Um, how do you think we're prepared for it? Do you think how seriously do you think we're going? Obviously, we're going to take it seriously as a trophy at the end of it. Uh, I don't, for one second, suggest it's anything other. But um, you know, given the fact that it's two weeks before the start of the season, after that, then where do you think we are for it? I think we'll approach it. I think you play that you play um, uh, as strong a side as he, as he can. So I think he put the full eleven out. Um, I think we'll look to win it. I think we always look to, to win every game. Um, I think it, it'll be interesting where both teams are, really, because I've read a little bit about Arsenal and Arteta saying they've only had two training sessions. And um, I, I don't really know. I don't think they've had that many friendlies or anything. Uh, I, I don't think they're particularly far on. I, I honestly think they're a bit shocked to find themselves where they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're ready to... For, for the game in, in, in general. So it's going to be an interesting one, really. I think it's more about, again, fitness. But, um, yeah, I think I think Liverpool will win. Um, we kind of owe them off the back of that result at the end of the season, Neil. And I think that's that's the driver for me. Yeah, we owe them, absolutely. And um, that that will be something that's, that's being used, I'm sure, to, to motivate um, I think that's where the, the sort of friendly against Salzburg will come in handy because they were really sharp and the pace of the game was really quick, certainly in the first half. Um, so I think that that really would have helped and having those two games in, in fairly quick succession. I mean, it's mental because we've never had our full squad from the beginning of the season to play in pre-season and to be ready, fit, to go bang in the first game. And touch wood, barring any injuries now, we, we've got that. Um, obviously, we have a couple of you know, injuries, obviously, with Henderson, whatever. But essentially, we've got all our players here. Nobody's coming back there from international duty. No one's away on international duty. No one's um, suspended for X amount of games. And, they're all there. They've all been in pre-season. They've all been um, at the training camp. It, it looks good. I mean, it, it's going to be good. We hit. We should hit the ground running. Uh, and I'm, I think this will be a little bit of a barometer um, because players go away. A lot of players go away on international duty, as was, was mentioned earlier, uh, after the Community Shield. So um, we don't have 
we don't have that much longer with them. So most of the work pre-season has actually been done. The season actually does start with the Community Shield because a lot of Premier League players are, are certainly all the European-based ones are going off on, on international duty. Where we get a bit of benefit again is um, the likes of Salah, Mane and, and uh, Bobby and uh, so on aren't, aren't, Fabinho aren't called up because there's no South American or African football. So that's a bit of a bonus. But yeah, this is going to be a barometer of where, where we are. Um, obviously, some of our squad will, will get the train with uh, club over the next couple of weeks, but um, others will be away and we'll be playing and we'll be doing different training and, and so on. So uh, I think we need to we need to be well on our way by by Saturday. No, I hear you. And, and, and Jay, where do you stand on it? Obviously, pretty much the same as Neil there in, in regards that there's a trophy at the end of this. And with our mentality, we're going after it. We, we've got to, I think. It's just the way we are now. We, we, we collect trophies. And Arsenal, as Neil said, I think they've been back in two days. So really, we should be 10, 14 days ahead of them. Physically, um, and all over the pitch, we're better than them in every position anyway. So I don't see, I'm not saying it's a formality, but I don't see why we we shouldn't be going out and winning this game and and putting it to bed. Um, I I don't know what to expect. I think it will be pretty much a friendly sort of approach anyway. I think I think last season it was the weekend before the season. The fact that we've got us as a, again this stupid international break that comes up and interrupts it um, sort of puts a bit of a, a dampener on it and there was a city needle there as well last yeah, season you yeah, know there was a bit of needle with it yeah there always is with, with City because they think they're something bigger than what they are but with Arsenal that and and as as you've been saying the fans it it just doesn't feel like a, a real football game because Jay, I nearly asked you did, you did I nearly asked you there did you get a ticket <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would have, and I would have been on the way down. Um, but yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's sort of a nothing game. It's a pre-season game, and as as Neil said before as well, that like it, it doesn't with fans, it's not feeling too great at the moment. But it, there's a trophy at the end of the day. It's another piece of silverware in the cupboard, and why not? Like, what, what's just go and do it? And we, we missed out last season, and as you say, that that little bit of needle was was with City, it would have been good just to get one over on them. And I think if you can another shiny trophy in the cabinet, even though it's then classified as this season, it, you know, it, it's something in there. We're not going to go and sing well, the up like other clubs do. The Super Cup last season, to be fair, sort of gave us a good springboard as well. It was very early on, and albeit we struggled over the line on it, the, the rest of the season, we, we, we springboarded off it. Yeah, it's always good to to have that and like like clubs like Man City treat the Charity Shield, Community Shield, McDonald's Cup, whatever it's called these days, like it's a big trophy because they're a small club and to them it is a big trophy. Um for us it's just another trophy. But let's win it. We haven't won it for a few years. We haven't been in it for a few years. So so yeah, let let's let's put it to one to one side, get it over and line and done with and um just touching on on what what we'll see for the team, I think the team that that went out on Wednesday against Salzburg will probably be the team we see. So 
I think Nico starts at right back for Trent because I'm not sure Trent's trained too much over the past couple of weeks. Um, the rest of the back five is that it picks itself. Midfield three for Beanie, Okita, Ginny, and then the front three. And that that's probably as strong as we can go at the moment because Hendo's only coming back to full training as all accounts this week. So other than Henderson and Trent, who we've currently got in the squad, um, no Thiago at the moment. Um, that's as strong as we can go. And I think on the day we'll we'll have too much for Arsenal. Um, so so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather's not pissing down like it currently has been for the last two days in England and I can sit in the garden and enjoy the game and the last echelons of the summer, if that's what we call it over here. No, I hear you and and I agree with you. I think well, we we should I one would like to think quite comfortably we should we should be winning that. Neil, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'll I'll ask Jay the same in a minute. Um Look, we went out of the Champions League to Atletico Madrid and, and everything that happened after that has just been a partial shite, to be honest with you, this COVID and all the rest of it. But there's a part of me that feels, whenever you look at the likes of Man City, they stopped, they finished the season and they had to get ready for the Champions League again, then the disappointment of that. I think, I think going out in the Champions League the way we did the season past could be a blessing in disguise for us at the start of this season. What, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from because if we'd have if we'd have won it, uh, which we would have, which we would have, and let's be well, honest, I yeah, I think we would have because the path would have been would have been up against Leipzig, would have beaten them, and then would have been up again. And you can and you can big up Bayern Munich. Congratulations to them for winning, but we'll beat them nine times out of ten. I'm sorry, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, they're a very good side, and and they're much much better than they were when we played them. Last season, there's there's no doubt about that. Or, Defensively, they couldn't cope with us. But yeah, we would score. I mean, it, you know that that that's that's another for another pod. I think uh, I think we, we could we could work on our ruthlessness. Um, it's not what it was, but yeah, Liverpool at their best would 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 score goals against Bayern. Um, but anyway, we I, I can see what you're saying because we wouldn't have had long enough rest. And personally, I wouldn't. Uh, and you know, City and, and United have an extra week off and whatever and aren't uh, aren't playing the first round of fixtures or something. Well I'd rather be us and playing in the first round of fixtures and winning that and having three points on the board and straight away and being then playing catch up from the oh, very I didn't, I didn't actually realise that Neil that they've got a they've got a week's grace. That, to me that's 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 terrible because you're then playing catch up. <laughs> you're a week behind everybody. Exactly, exactly. So you're you're already playing catch up, and it's gonna be like it was last year. It's gonna be down to the start. It's gonna be down to who starts the league the best. And if we put, you know, we can only dream of starting how we started last year. But if you put ten wins together back to back at the start of the season, you you could be you could be well well clear because because of. Their elongated season because of the disappointment, the extra disappointment, um, picking themselves up from that. I think there's going to be a bit of a hangover from from them. Yeah, certainly there was players there, Neil, who were quite. Zinchenko has come out. His girl, his girlfriend has come out. De Bruyne looked a broken man and and very very. You know, this wasn't just like the last few years. This was this seemed to be a lot deeper. Well, I think this is the one, and it must be the one. The, the, where you go, there's no excuse this time. 
we have no excuse. So the first year their excuse was it, it was us and we have this kind of hoodoo against them and, and you know, Guardiola and Klopp and yada, yada. The second year was, it was handball. It was handball. Who was that? Llorente? Oh, definitely hit his, you know, they, they were gutted on that one. This year it's Leon. They're, you know, by far on paper, the weakest team left in the competition. You know, the... Dispatch them easily, <laughs> to be honest. Easily. But again, the manager makes a lot of changes, leaves the players a little confused. And and this is the one where they go, okay, they think we're not getting better. We're not getting better. And, and there's nothing else to blame here except us as a unit, the players and manager. So, you know, that's the one where frustration creeps in and you go, well, something has to change here because I can't be bothered doing this for another season. I don't want to have to win every single game and play at massive intensity because those fuckers from from Liverpool are uh, are going to push us again. And I don't want to have to play in the Champions League and, and get knocked out in the quarterfinals again. Um, and that's when frustration sets in. You know, that's where it happened for Arsenal as but well. The money's, the money's good. <laughs> money's, money's good, but top, top players know they can earn that money and win stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I think City players must be getting frustrated because none of them have ever won the Champions League. No, and that's fair. Jay, you're, you're, you know, uh, the point of put the, put the Chief there, you know, look, we were desperately gutted. And I think we even talked in the group about uh, we would love to have played in that that little mini tournament there. It, it was tailor-made for our, our style of football and our mentality. But going out to Athletic may actually be really good for us in terms of defending this Premier League title. Yeah, in hindsight, it looks like it was probably the better thing for us long-term. Just touching on the Man United, Man City not playing first week thing, Wolves have been shafted over because they were still in European competition and they're being made to play the first week of the season. But that just stinks of elitism in the Premier League, allowing City and United to get what they want and Wolves being forced to play the first week. But that that's a topic for another day. Um, as Neil rightly said, yeah, we, we, we open our season. We couldn't have really asked for the better game. Again, would have been great with fans because Leeds bring a good support. Um, shame that they're not there at Anfield. That would have been a big day out for their fans as as well as a good curtain raiser for us. But we couldn't have asked for the better game at home, promoted team. Um, a big club yes. too. Like let's be honest, yeah, Leeds are a, yeah. they, they belong in the Premier League. I know. I there's know they're a, not everybody's cup there, of tea. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, they're yeah. not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I was a kid in the seventies. Billy Bremner, players like that, Joe Jordan, they were fantastic. But. I my lasting memory of Leeds last time they were they were big was when Viduka scored four against us and I'll never <laughs> forget that game like it was Tony Yaboa and boys like yeah Yaboa smashing them in from the that was the opening day of the season as well um round about nineteen ninety six I think roughly it could be maybe a year or two out there but um I remember that as a kid but we you couldn't have asked for a better opener um. Get three points on the board. They're instantly playing catch-up. We have got a few arguably tougher fixtures, but I think that plays into our hands because they're, they're away from home. I think we go to we go to Chelsea, Everton, and potentially City, or within our first 10 games. If there's no fans in there, then yeah, it, see how it works. That, but 
It works if both ways, are, though, Jay. If the fans are back in the stadium and they come to us second half of the year, they, them teams ain't going to like that. No, uh, but but I'm just, you know, you you are a, a stadium goer and, you know, I'm just I'm just curious in your opinion, and it's only your opinion, how big of an impact that, that has. You know, there's many a time the crowd gets gets the team over the line at times. Um, you know, certainly early season when, you know, before we get into a rhythm, really, um, I can see that as being maybe that's where the problems could could be. For us, possibly, yeah. Um, and I think that was a little bit of evidence tied in with the, the latter resumption of the season that we, with the title was won, it was a formality of when it was going to be done, but yeah, it just felt like we, we we need to do this. We've done it. Fuck it. Yeah, and that's that, that's what it's felt like. But the, the fact there was no fans there, it, it sort of just felt like the team didn't feel. I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe. They just feel like it was it was not it was not real football. And I think a lot of footballers and the Herrera mostly come out and said that after the Champions League final, it's shit without fans, and it is. And as much as we're suffering, the players are suffering. We our team feed off energy, and Klopp feeds off the energy, and it, it it could be a small hindrance. But everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's got to get on with it. But when fans, yeah, but but, but this time as back, well, we all we all feel it better. I think. Yeah, and I think there was the, the, from from I didn't watch any of it uh, to be honest with you, Jay. But my 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 feelings on it were that there was a lot of teams mid table safe that whenever they did come back, they really didn't give a toss. Those teams now have to give a toss again, and you know that's the, that's why you have the likes of a Man United sneaking into third from nowhere because those teams just really didn't care. But they're going to have to care now. Yeah, yeah, that, and it was all a bit weird, and it was new to everyone. Um, yeah, Man United sneaking into fair, that was a weird one, but I think we... Well, they didn't we, play we, anybody, we gotta, let's be we, honest. We've just uh, got to roll with the punches, haven't we, and, and see what, what what comes of what, and I, I think we will we will start to get fans, and as I was saying pre-pod to you, I don't think, personally, I don't expect to be back in Anfield next season, just not being a season ticket holder, but being a fan card holder, I'm the next rung of, of people who's going to get in, and I probably expect fifty to sixty capacity for the majority of season. I mean, I might. I'd, I'd love to get back. Or all things being well, that we get back after Christmas and we can start getting full stadiums again. But I think I'm being a little bit pessimistic and thinking that we might be on fifty percent, maybe October, November time. And if that's the case, then so be it. But some fans are better than no fans, and. Uh, as a, as even club, at 50, we, we'll feed off it. Like. Yeah, but even at 50%, our fans will generate enough noise to make themselves felt. Oh, yeah. Like, 50% of our, our fan base is at Anfield, 28,000, something like that. Um, that, that that'll feel like 60,000 to to other teams. And the, the Anfield effect is a myth to some teams, but it's a reality. If if Anfield's behind Liverpool, then the game's only going one way. Um, so, so, so teams that have got to come to us, like the likes of City, Chelsea, Everton, United, I think have all got to come to us in the second half of the season. Maybe not United, I'm not sure how, how it's worked out. But if we've got fans for them games and we've 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 got a tight league, then then that's only in our benefit. So the emphasis is is on us to start strong and. The fact that we've had a bit of a break and we've 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 been able to have 
time off and, and have a sort of pre-season. We've been able to go on a training camp and ease our players into it properly where like, take a look at United. They're in absolute shambles at the moment. You've got players fighting with tourists in Greece. You've got Pogba testing for coronavirus today. You've got Lindelof fighting with people in Sweden or saving people from muggins in Sweden and stuff. like. They're a shambles. City aren't even back in training yet. Chelsea have recalled the squad and 14 players have got a quarantine because they've been to countries that are on the quarantine list. We are arguably in the best position to start this league, so we've got we've got to start it strong. And there's no reason why we will will not. No, I, I agree with you fully. I think that, that it's not beyond the realms of possibility we go to go and win the first ten. But listen, we'll we'll stick with the community shield. We'll obviously do a bit of a preview to the season in in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're sort of up towards the hour. I'm actually over it. Um, just your thoughts for Sunday. Maybe uh, hazard a wee scoreline for us, Jay. Gonna break your heart here. It's Saturday. Our, <laughs> look, days, d- 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 days don't mean anything anymore. It's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> the sun goes up, the sun goes down, and ends with why. That's, yeah. that's basic. <laughs> True. Four, four nil, four one. Um, they, they, they might, they might sneak a goal because I think if Nico starts, they're gonna target him. Um, yeah. He, for me. He, he's very wet behind the ears. He, he, he's very basic at the moment. He he reminds me of I don't I don't want to compare the slats, but when, when Carragher played right back, it was very simple. It was you go up, you go so far, you you play it simple, and you just do the basics. But he, he's got a lot to learn, and he's only a young lad, and he will learn. Um, and if if Aubameyang starts from the left, then he's going to target Williams. Um, and he's got every right to if you're. Arteta, then why wouldn't you? Um, so, so they may see some joy down that side if, if that's how they're going to play it. Um, but we, we've got too much going forward for them. They're the shit show at the back. Um, I think Leno is back in goal. Arguably Martinez, who they had for the last end of the season, not that you might have seen it or not, looked a bit more solid um, as a presence of a keeper. But I, I don't think they've improved at the back. I think they, they've got the lad from St. Etienne Saliba coming in. But he's only 19-20. I can't see him being thrown into deep end. So you'd imagine Mustafi holding David Luiz, Socrates, some sort of pair and out of that four, half from three, run them braggers every time we play them. So so 4-1, I think I'll go for it. I think I'll give them a go. I'm going to go 3-0. Neil, yourself, uh, your, your thoughts on this game? And, and uh, I take it you don't disagree too much, would you? No, uh, I don't disagree at all. I think we're uh, I think we're better than them. Uh, and I think we're ahead of them in terms of um, preparation for the season as well, where we're where we are. So I think it will be quite comfortable. Um, yeah, three 0 I'll go with. I, I think, but it could be four. It could just as easy be four one. But yeah, I like I like a three goal margin. I think uh, we're we're, we're not go- we're not going to make the same mistakes that we made in that league game. Are, we're definitely not. No, I can't see it. I mean, I. Funnily enough, I could see that if we if we do concede, it might may be a mistake. But um, no, I think now very much who's going to want um, who's going to want it to be mistake free as much as possible because it's a dress rehearsal for the for the for the opening of the season. Um, yeah. Last two were friendlies. Now this is you know a little bit a little bit more serious. So can we cut out the mistakes, please, lads? 
Yep, and you'll get any arguments from me on that one. Listen, we'll leave it at that, guys, because we're way up over the hour here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about another thing, but we'll maybe do that in the next pod. As I say, we've got a couple of weeks, Grace. Um, we'll, we'll certainly do a review of the uh, of the Community Shield and maybe um, do, do what we're planning tonight then. Um, just before we go, just a big congratulations to Dave Dunning from this pod, who is, well, scares me to say it, he is a father, poor child. Um, but Dave had a baby daughter so congratulations to him that's why he's not with us tonight and I'm sure everybody on the pod um, wishes him the same guys he's thank you about 18 years Sorry, uh, yeah he'll be back 18 years if he's lucky if he's lucky sure the, the kids don't leave home anymore they stay there till they're 30 now he's, he's, he's totally screwed uh, God knows what will be in another 18 years as well but listen anyhow guys thanks as always for your time always a pleasure talking to you it's lovely to be back um, uh, and it'll be lovely to actually get a new season started and, and you know start afresh and hopefully we can finish the next season that's coming a lot better than you know fan wise um, than we finished the last. So listen until the next time and we'll do a review of the uh, the community shield for you. Um, thank you to the listener. Thank you again to the guys and upper heads. 